Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I am Taylor Raglan. Uh, I do sports for Plano, Allen, and Lake Cities, and I will once again uh, be your host in Matt Welch's absence. He'll be back next week uh, resuming his duties from the middle chair, but uh, for today, you have the three of us. Uh, once again, the same crew uh, as the Monday podcast. I'm joined by Brian Murphy. Who does sports for Frisco, Prosper, Little Elm, Salina? Mm-hmm. Correct. Awesome. I'm going to get these down one day. <laughs> and uh, Justin Thomas, who does Coppell, The Colony, Carrollton, Louisville, and Flower Mound, Correct. I believe. So uh, Monday we talked about District 45A Division One, a uh, district that we didn't have that many teams that we actually uh, officially covered on a day-to-day basis. But uh, the opposite will be true today, as I believe yeah. all, all of District 55A Division One, which will be... Uh, which we will be going over today is covered by uh, at least one of us. So um, that district contains Frisco Lone Star, Frisco Wakeland, uh, Frisco Centennial, Frisco Independence, Frisco Heritage, uh, Frisco Liberty, <laughs> the Colony, and Little Elm. So almost an all Frisco district with a, uh, a couple of outliers that uh, that uh, JT can attest to as well. So um, I guess without further ado, let's uh, let's get into some of the teams and storylines uh, before our commercial break. Then after we'll come back for for our standings and, and some games to watch. So uh, I guess we'll turn it over to uh, Mr. Frisco over here to uh, to kick things off. However you want to. I, ca- I kind of want to say something at the start, just sure. kind of a little background that you know the, this district is put together, but these teams are really kind of familiar with each other. The, um, before the two years that the Colony and Little Elm were in 14-5A, they were lumped in with the Frisco schools mm-hmm. for four years in a row. So. Right. I mean, it makes a lot of sense yeah. geographically to, to put them all together. If you're if you're not going to have an entirely Frisco district for whatever reason, then, I mean, the Colony and Little Elm are, are pretty much yeah. candidate one and two to... Uh, to be lumped in, at least, you know, just yeah. based on distance. So, so yeah, definitely travel-wise and stadium and all that stuff, lots of experience between these uh, these programs. So Yeah, for sure. So I guess, yeah, now we'll turn it over to uh, <laughs> to Mr. Frisco over here. Why am I here? I've never seen any of these teams <laughs> play ever. I know nothing about this district. It's uh, Monday's podcast all over again. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty familiar, to say the least, with all these teams. Lone Star is safe to say the favorite. They're the number five ranked team according to Dave Campbell's way too early preseason rankings. Right. Yeah. Despite losing their quarterback, losing their you know their top running back, losing right. the best linebacker probably in the five A in the area. That was going to be my question about you know just immediately coming in and, and kind of familiarizing myself with with this district and, and looking at Lone Star. You know they're they're the consensus pick I think to to win the district championship, but they've lost so much. So what is it about you know Lone Star that that's going to allow them to, I guess, re rack and and keep rolling? They still return a lot. You know Darren Smith and Marvin Mims are two guys that could win district MVP uh, in this district. Marvin Mims was newcomer of the year, had over twelve hundred receiving yards, uh, twelve touchdowns. Darren Smith won that same award as a sophomore two years ago. He's now a senior. He doesn't have to worry about Kirby Bennett, you know, stealing all of his touches and hurtling over defenders left and right. <laughs> it's now his offense. The big question mark is, though, who's going to be the quarterback? You know, there's a quarterback battle going into the first week of practice of camp next week uh, between Grant Hardy, who's a the JV quarterback, and a baseball stud uh, at Lone Star, and Julian Larry, a guy that started every game at quarterback last year. He's also a starting guard on the varsity basketball team as a sophomore last year. 
So those two guys, Julian Larry, both guys are really athletic. I was going to say Julian Larry is very athletic, but both guys, multi-sport athletes. Right. Who's going to separate themselves in these next coming weeks? But, you know, they still return 13 guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13, Second most, 13 I think. returning starters, I should say. Second most in the district. I think Little Elm had 14. I think yeah. that was the most in the district. But little, yeah, the Colony and Lone Star had 13. So Yeah. And they have a winning tradition at Lone Star. Right. You know, Coach Rayburn, he's, you know, one of the top coaches in the state of Texas. They've won three consecutive district titles with two different quarterbacks. Granted, they're both Division One talent right. quarterbacks and Jason Shelley and MJ Rivers. But I, I think they have enough talent in other in other places uh, to to really make uh, some noise uh, in the district. They they also returned Trey Taylor at cornerback. He was an All State cornerback uh, in the secondary as well. So it's not like you know they lose Nick Bolton, they lose Kirby Bennett, they lose MJ Rivers, they lose, they lose these guys, but they still have you know Division One talent on all over on both sides of the ball on right. top of great coaching. Right. Um, I guess from there, I mean, like we said, that's kind of the consensus. Uh, it seems next? like number one. Hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you got, I think, four or five more yeah, Frisco so schools. So if you want to lump some together. Or slow me down whenever. I mean, <laughs> hey. I need to catch my breath at some point. Rolling. <laughs> so another team that made the playoffs last year that's going to have a new quarterback is Wakeland. You know, they had, the, you know, I think they had somewhere upwards of seven key injuries going into the playoffs last year before they got pummeled by Prosper. Uh, Coach Marty Secord told me, you know, they limped, literally limped into that game. He wasn't making excuses, you know, but they were without their best defensive player in Adam White. They were without other guys in the secondary. You know, they just had other injuries on offense as well. Now they lose their quarterback, who uh, Dylan Cadwallader, who transfers to Prestonwood. Uh, it was Easton Reeves, who transfers to Prestonwood. Um, and so they have a new quarterback as well. It's looking like it's going to be Dylan Liable. It was on the JV last year, and Coach Marty Secord was impressed with him and the fact that he has experience at quarterback. He's not some guy that has just been waiting in the wings, just you know sitting, not getting playing time. He has a pl- he has a lot of you know experience, granted on the JV level, right? But you know they're looking for him to step up at the varsity level, and then you get Adam White back. You know who's getting a lot of looks from Division One schools. He tore his ACL in the very first game last year against Liberty, week one, because Frisco does that weird deal where they did the pre- previous two years where they do a, a district game in week one. Thank mm-hmm. God they're not doing that this year. But <laughs> you know, they start quadruple this, header or something. Wasn't they it? did that two years oh, ago okay. at the Star. Well, that was my first week working here, and I walked in the <laughs> and I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> See, you should have been smart like me and started in February. Yeah, yeah, no, I started the the second to last week of August. Right. Did, I, I knew there was like Frisco Centennial, Frisco High. No idea there was. You know, Lone Star, Liberty, on and on and on and on and on. Uh, but, yeah, that was a fun fact. That was my first week. But, yeah, so they started the week off uh, in a district game against Liberty towards ACL. So there's really no film on Adam White. But Coach Marty Secor told me he's the leader of that defense. He's still piling in Division One offers, and he expects him to get even more as the season goes along. Right. I guess we can we can switch gears maybe to uh, the Colony and, and let Brian catch his breath for, yeah. for a second. The Colony, another team that uh, projected to finish at the top of the standings, maybe if not for Lone Star, a lot of people would have them, uh, you know, winning the district title. And you know, there's an outside chance um, that, that that they could get there. I mean, if you know, one head-to-head game. Sometimes in football, unlike other sports, you know, you play a team once, and if, if Lone Star is an off night or somebody gets hurt, uh, then you know, all sorts of crazy stuff can happen. But what do you see out of the uh, the Cougars, JT? I really like this, the look of this team. Um, they just seem to get more consistent, more take the next step, kind of pretty consistently under Rudy Rangel. They're um, going for a six straight playoff berth, so three of those came in this Frisco district before the, four, the two years in a row in fourteen five A. So they're on a nice little run. Um, I really like what this team kind of how they kind of shape up. They have thirteen players back, um, not really super. Ex- I guess you would say young but experienced. I guess right. you could say so. A lot of um, young talent that's really kind of 
taking the next step forward, and it starts with Mikey Harrington. Right. You know, he was sophomore last year, wasn't expected to be the starter, but Jamel Jones gets injured in the before the season even starts. Harrington comes right in, leads the colony back to the playoffs, maybe surprise people a little bit. I mean, 67% completion percentage, 1,600 yards, 21 touchdowns, just eight interceptions right. for his... Newcomer of the year, right? Newcomer of the year. I don't want to play the what-if game, but how good would the colony have been if Jamel Jones never got hurt? That's would a good question. Or in the, for the playoffs? Or for the district crown? I mean, it's definitely possible because mm-hmm. as good as Harrington was, Jones definitely brought a oh, different yeah. dynamic with his legs that Harrington just mm-hmm. doesn't have. So that would have... I mean, it would have changed scheme a little bit and everything, mm-hmm. so it's really tough to say. But, I mean, you can't say enough about how Harrington did perform, you know, pretty unexpectedly having to get thrust right in there. Um, you know, didn't really go through the spring last year as the starter. It was Jones. Mm-hmm. He got injured in the summer, so he had to come right in into fall, but really mm-hmm. took off right there. Um, and he's got two guys behind him that I think might be one of the best backfields in the state, like, to be honest. Right. Like senior Jaden Abdallah and Junior Miles Price, they're, you know, ground and pound, whatever, mm-hmm. smash and dash, however you want to put them. But, you know, Abdallah is a little more physical, but he had 959 yards and 11 touchdowns last year, and then Price is a little more electric I would say but he had 1,718 yards eight touchdowns wow. and you know coach Rangel says they're going to try to look to incorporate him in the passing game even a little more this year yeah. too. so with those two guys I mean really talented backfield um, it says Price runs a 4-4-40 and usually that's <laughs> a fabricated you know coaches be like alright well take down two ticks here yeah. I, I actually believe it Miles yeah. Price I saw him play against Littleham last yeah, year and you can that's see some clips on, awesome. on Twitter and YouTube and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and he's pretty pretty dynamic that was um, just one of my notes for the colony in general kind of looking at them it's usually when you hear the term you know running back by committee or you know they're going to have a pair of guys in the backfield it's because they don't necessarily have you know yeah. a, a, a true starter or a guy that could no, be a true starter but it, could start it seems like they have two deep, true starters which is yeah, yeah so uh, another guy kind of I'm excited about on their offense is uh, Keith Miller. He was an all-district tight end last year as a sophomore, but he's going to be more of a wide receiver this year. Really good size, really athletic. He had uh, five touchdowns, on probably like 250 yards, 17 catches last year. But he was as a tight end last year with uh, Andrew Nelson and Antonio De La Cruz graduating. They're going to move him to wide receiver, and I, Coach Rangel has real high aspirations for him. And then they have a host of other players behind them that could – contributed receiver like David Perkins, uh, Benji Nelson, Kyle Taylor is another sophomore that's really athletic that they're excited about. So um, I guess the biggest question is going to come on the offensive line from them, how they're going to gel. You know, they have some some guys to replace there. Jack McCollum kind of leads the way, but they're going to have to kind of develop on the offensive line there a little bit. You think there's any way that that they kind of uh, take over and and potentially steal a district title from Lone Star? You think they're not quite there? We'll get to our our predictions here after the break, (laughs) so we don't want to spoil anything. But uh, let's just say as uh, excited as I am about the offense, I think the defense is going to be really good too, and they are loaded in the secondary. You mentioned Price. Senior Calvin Baker, I think he's a all-state selection in Dave Campbell. They had him listed as a linebacker. He's actually a safety. I believe he's going to play safety again this year. But between them and Cameron Pear, who was the district's newcomer two years ago, and he's back as a senior. So between those three guys, Cameron Sargent and Quinn Palin, uh, that's they're loaded in the secondary. Um, I guess the big question there coming into the kind of spring was what's going to shape up at linebacker. But right. Rangel came out more than pleased. No, no longer questions there after seeing what Dom Puentes and Chris Allen did. And then, of course, you got um, Ryan Mora and Marcus Moore leading the way in the trenches, two, two standout uh, all-district players there, along with Quavon Mathis. So 
questions about linebacker going into the spring, but it doesn't sound like there's too many questions defensively uh, for the Cougars heading into the fall. Right. Well, I guess we'll maybe stay outside of Frisco and, and give you a little bit of <laughs> more of a break from the Frisco schools and, and go to Little Elm. So, you know, the Colony and Lone Star each bringing back 13, Little Elm bringing back, you know, one more starter um, with, with 14 and, and, you know, one of the more veteran heavy teams in the, in the district, obviously. So uh, what do you see out of them, Brian? Little Elm was in the same district with Frisco in the Colony in 2014 and 2015. Mm-hmm. Little Elm won one game in those two seasons combined. And it was against Independence, who was in its first season right. ever <laughs> with no seniors. So it was kind of expected there. But this is such a different Little Elm team. They returned 14 starters, the most in the district. They're the only team in the district to have a three-year starter at quarterback. <clears throat> and Logan Kohler, he's awesome. He's an Oklahoma That can be baseball. huge for sure. Every time I bring up Oklahoma something, Matt's always here and Matt's just so <laughs> right. I'm so glad he's not here right now because anytime Oklahoma gets We can run, move on instead yes. of having to stop down for Sooner Talk. Yes, but I just stopped and did it for him. Uh, <laughs> they have a really good offensive line led by uh, Elias DeLeon, who's a three-year starter as well. They have another three-year starter on the defensive side of the ball who they expect to use on offense in Brandon Crossley. He's expected to make his announcement tomorrow, actually. If we're in this Thursday and the night, so yeah, it'll come out Friday the 10th. He, he tweeted that, I think, two days ago. He's either going to pick between Texas Tech, SMU, or TCU. He's just got a ton Very of Very good choices. Yeah, so he's staying here locally as well. Uh, he's a cornerback. He's a kick returner. Their coach Kendrick Brown told me they're going to use him as a you know, running back, slot receiver type deal. He's super fast, track star, starts on the basketball team. Athlete. Just the Pure best, athlete. best athlete in the school. No question about it. Um, and then, you know, they have some other guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> RJ mm-hmm. well, to say about that. <laughs> RJ's the best basketball player. He's the best at what he does. There you go. Brandon okay. Crossley is the best. He's, he's the most gifted athletically. Like, you can just plug him in in a sport, right. and he could, you know, probably start on the varsity team. Yeah. You know, like, throw him on the soccer team. Well, I don't know how good it is. <laughs> but you can probably outrun some guys. Just dig yourself a deeper hole. Just come on. We're just going to let you do it. I'm about to get a bunch of emails. The Brandon Crossley family, or the Crossley family, is going to give me some calls tonight. No, oh, you're awesome. And then Archie's dad is going to hit me up and be like, what are you doing? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, so, you know, then they return a bunch of other guys. Uh, Will Harris, who transferred from Hebron two years ago. He's another starter on the basketball team. Big six foot five receiver. He's going to take over after Kevin Terry graduated. He's off to Texas Tech. Uh, but yeah, I, I, this this isn't your mama's little on football team. I expect them to to make the playoffs. I expect them to. Well, I'll get into that. <laughs> there you go, teaser. Off right there. I guess from there we'll we'll move into uh, your other Frisco schools. Another team that I think you know could knock on the door for a playoff spot. They haven't made the playoffs since 2014. Is Frisco Heritage? You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people, you know, Dave Campbell's and other you know other outlets and stuff are kind of really overlooking them. They graduated Amari Jones, who missed half the year last year. Uh, I'm sure you all know who he is. He's now running back at Tulane, freshman. Uh, he was a quarterback making the move to running back, and he's just one of those guys like Brandon Crossley, just a freak athlete, you know, best athlete at the school uh, kind of deal. So question marks were there, you know, who's going to be the quarterback? Matt Sanders, uh, who played a little bit of time at quarterback last year for Heritage, was a sophomore. He is at Memorial. You know, a lot of you know, kids from Heritage, Lone Star and Wakeland, got zoned and busted right. at Memorial if you're sophomores and juniors. Uh, so he's at Memorial. So then, you know, who's going to be the quarterback? Well, Heritage has a, a new quarterback and an honorable mention uh, uh, state all-state guy from Class 4A and Jason Falkenberry, who played at Godley last year, posted. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but it was something ridiculous, almost right. four thousand yards. Yeah, just you know, outrageous. They have a new head coach from Whitney, a three-day program in Kenneth Gilchrist. You know, they started. They had the luxury of starting practice a week early. Right. You know, Gilchrist hadn't even moved to Frisco yet. Mm-hmm. He, he had 
he had taken the job in February, but he hadn't moved until June. Right. Uh, so, you know, there was no point in doing spring ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he couldn't implement his system. He couldn't get the kids to buy in in spring. So they, they didn't do spring ball. They, so they started this week already. Mm-hmm. You know, they said they brought even uh, – I actually met with them yesterday, uh, and they said they brought the freshmen up to varsity for the first couple of days just mm-hmm. to give them a taste of, of, you know, what their philosophies are and whatnot. Right. So with that addition of Gilchrist, with the addition of Jason Falkenberry, you know, pro-style quarterback, 6'3", everything you want in a prototypical pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can maybe make some noise for a playoff spot. Well, we'll get into that in the next segment. As an aside, it kind of seems like, because I was out at, at Lake Dallas practice unrelated to this district, mm-hmm. but another school that, that chose to skip spring football and, mm-hmm. and take the extra week in the fall with the new UIL regulations, it seems like a direction that more schools might be going in because you, you have the five-day uh, period to kind of acclimate um, where you can't do contact. And, and if you start the week earlier and, and skip spring, you get one more scrimmage because Lake Dallas will scrimmage um, the 17th, not you know this Friday, but yeah. next Friday, which is a week earlier than, say, the, the Plano ISD schools. So a lot of coaches, you know, I'm kind of getting the, the vibe from a lot, um, and it sounds like Gilchrist's all right, folks, sorry about that. We had some uh, brief technical uh, memory card difficulties. Um, the, the camera obviously uh, is not happy with us today. But, I think I was uh, talking too much. That's yeah, true. we're back. Um, I believe we got to every team but uh, Frisco Centennial, Frisco Independence, and Frisco Liberty. Yes. So uh, we'll just resume with, with our discussion of, uh, of those schools. So take it away, Brian. Centennial made the playoffs last year. You know, a lot of people picked them, you know, including Dave Campbell's magazine last year to finish dead last in the district. And they, you know, they took offense to that. And when I met up with them uh, in the, during the first round of the playoffs, I did a story over them, you know, beating the odds, going to the playoffs, that kind of deal. And they, you know, every player I talked to, you know, Coach Matt Webb, I spoke with him, they all brought up, you know, if we were picked to finish last and we finished third. Uh, you know, so making the playoffs, although they lost in the first round of McKinney North, Making the playoffs in its own was a big achievement. Now, can they get back to the playoffs again? Kind of surprise some folks. Uh, a lot of people aren't picking them to return to the playoffs. Uh, you know, they return quarterback Weston Symes, who missed a lot of time off and on mm-hmm. in the past two years uh, to injury. He's a he's a stud baseball player, middle infielder, um, and you know he missed the latter half of the year to injury. Uh, luckily, Brock Floyd was able to step up there and, and fill in there at quarterback, who played quarterback the previous year, but he's gone. He's graduated. So now it's Weston Simes' team again. And, you know, can he lead them back to the playoffs? We'll see. Right. And I guess moving on finally to uh, to Independence and Liberty. So Liberty, you know, they're kind of in that boat that Centennial was in last year. You know, you know, a lot of people aren't expecting them to do to do a whole lot this year. Uh, but they're one of the few teams in this district that actually returned their starting quarterback uh, in Mitchell Miller. So they have that edge. Uh, over some teams, but you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of people are picking them to finish near the bottom of the district. But who are they going to upset? Who are they right. going to beat? You know, who are they going to you know knock out of the playoff race? They can play spoiler, or they can you know take over the role that Centennial had last year and really shock the shock the uh, the area uh, in, in football and make the playoffs. So we'll, we'll see and who's going to who's going to step up and lead this team right. at that. But you know, and kind of transition transitioning over to Independence, they have a guy that I think could you know win offensive MVP in this district. Uh, that some people aren't really talking about in Logan Brungart, who two years ago as a sophomore, he won Defensive Newcomer of the Year as a safety. He led the team in tackles and then made the move to the offensive side of the ball. At running back, he rushed for over 600 yards this past season. He's going to be the full-time rusher in the backfield this year. Now, he's he's a really good athlete, uh, really strong physical back. Um, who I think can you know earn a high superlative uh, when the season's all said and done. Right. 
Well, with that, I guess we will uh, officially conclude our discussion of the teams in this district for the second time, this time hopefully on camera. Um, when we come back on the other side of the break, we will uh, talk about our predicted standings. You guys alluded to uh, maybe some some controversy. We'll see, though. Um, we'll go over some some potential big games uh, in District 55A Division One for this season. So all that uh, will be on the other side of this word from uh, the sponsor. Today's Student Athlete Spotlight is brought to you by Bavarian Grill, authentic Bavarian food and beer garden. Listed by the Zagat Survey as the highest rated German restaurant in Texas for 12 years in a row. 12 years! That's three presidential terms. Uh, you can enjoy traditional and authentic spring favorites now. Everything from appetizers like slow roasted ham hock and potato pancakes to entrees like bratwurst or breaded schnitzel. Uh, bring your whole family for lunch and dinner. They are open Tuesday through Saturday located off Parker and Highway 75 in Plano, Bavarian Grill. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Welcome back to the uh, Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast, to the second half of our show, hopefully uninterrupted this time, unlike the first half. Uh, we went over uh, the teams in District 55A Division One, uh, so now we'll get into uh, just some of our thoughts on, on how the standings might shake out, uh, some big games and, and all that sort of thing. So I guess as you know, the, the reporter here that, that doesn't necessarily have a, a team that I directly cover, I'll go ahead and, and get my uh, probably garbage opinions out of the way. Um, <laughs> as far as... Uh, as far as predicted standings, um, the, the really the only controversies for me were right there, kind of in the middle. I think there's a pretty sizable playoff bubble in this this district, especially considering you know you think about Centennial last season, um, you think about you know Heritage maybe taking a pretty big step forward this season. Uh, there there could be some shakeup, and you know definitely the fourth playoff spot, uh, maybe even potentially the third and fourth playoff spot. But uh, as somebody not super familiar with the district and the teams, I'm kind of a little more along the lines of, of what most people are, are thinking. So um, I have Lone Star uh, just, you know, de facto district champion until proven otherwise at this point, I think. I think the Colony is their their only real challenger uh, for the top spot, and I almost wanted to put the Colony um, above. They bring back, you know, a, a, another team that brings back a ton of starters. Um, I think they're very, you know, mature. I think they have some weapons, and I think the Colony is going to be very good. Um, but like I said, I think just by default, I kind of give it to Frisco Lone star and, and the history and the tradition um, with the caveat that you know maybe the colony finds a way to uh, to upset them or, or win some more games or one star drops one somewhere else but it's um, also a uh, playoff rematch for last yeah. year. two teams met in the first round and yeah it was actually uh, the game was a little more competitive than the score looked it was a pretty tight game at halftime and the Lone star just put it on them in the second half but right so definitely some familiarity there as you know Brian mentioned new quarterback for Lone star so a little different look for them so I think right. that should be a definitely has a chance to be the kind of de facto district title game there. Right, yeah, and that was, I guess I'll go ahead and get to it, that was the game that I chose as, as kind of the big game of the year in this district. Uh, like you said, I think it has a chance to be, you know, the, the district title game. Whoever wins that game will likely uh, end up with, with the championship and the trophy and, and the number one seed. So, yeah, uh, you know, a playoff rematch, you know, all the, all the drama you could want uh, and two really, really uh, good football teams, I think, that um, we'll, we'll be playing for a lot, certainly, that night. Watch, now that you said that, Lone Star and the Colony are both not going to be done. Right, yeah, they'll both just miss. Um, <laughs> that would be a story. <laughs> neither of them made it. Uh, from there, I guess, you know, Lone Star, the Colony, in second, uh, just behind, almost 1A, 1B with, with my heart, almost flipping them, but not, not quite. Uh, and then third, I actually have Little Elm. I think that... Um, 
I think they're going to be good. I think that you know veteran presence is a really big deal in high school football. Uh, we've talked uh, in the first half about how they returned 14 uh, starters from last season. So I think that consistency um, and experience are really huge in high school, and and sometimes can can kind of outrace or outlast maybe is a better word to just pure talent. So I think Little Elm. Um, may slot into that number three spot. Uh, and then the, the number four spot's a little tricky. Um, I have Wakeland there, uh, but you know, you've know you talked to me a lot about Heritage and, and their potential kind of uh, big season, not a bounce back, but a, you know, a, a, a step forward for sure. Um, Centennial last year, who knows with them because of the way that you know they, they kind of shocked the world and, and made the playoffs. Sometimes that can be a catalyst for you know continued success, even when maybe there shouldn't be as much. Um, so I, I give the nod to Wakeland just kind of based on tradition, but they don't return very many starters, and, and who knows how, how things could go. Um, I have Centennial right under Wakeland in the fifth spot. Uh, Heritage right there in the sixth spot. I could easily see that pairing flip-flop too, and Heritage finishing uh, just on the outside looking in. Um, and then I actually have Liberty uh, second to last and Independence last. I think Liberty, um, you know, has a has a pretty good offense, and you know when you get down to the bottom like that, sometimes you know it's it's the games you get up for uh, are the ones that you know could could define your season when you know maybe you're not going to make the playoffs, and and not that Liberty doesn't expect to make the playoffs. I mean every team goes into the season uh, with a certain expectation, but you know sometimes you know you're you're a team like Liberty and and you circle Independence on the calendar maybe and say you know what we're going to try to take a step forward you know you know this team has gotten the best of us or, or this team is you know predicted to finish in front of us we're not going to finish dead last you know that's going to be our personal kind of our pride thing for this season so um, just you know for the sake of, of Liberty's offense and, and potentially having a, a little bit more success than they did last year I have them uh, second to last with Independence bringing up the rear but you know that could go a lot of different ways as well I think the theme of this district is, is kind of that outside of the colony and Lone Star things could could go in a lot of different uh, screwy directions so I guess we'll see so uh, those are my predictions in, in my game to watch so whoever else wants to uh, to uh, take the baton next I guess speaking of the colony yeah real quick on the, on your game to watch I guess we shouldn't tell people when it is that one's Lone Star of the Colony it's kind of nice it's going to be right in the middle of the district season there on October 19th so right. both teams c- should be able to kind of get their bearings and kind of hopefully be hitting on all sales. Right. Yeah, sometimes when they're they're too early, you don't see teams, you know, even two really, really good teams firing on all cylinders the way they should. So hopefully that's a a game that that lives up to the hype. It's like the last game of the year. You know, things are already decided. You're like, okay, they're just getting ready for the playoffs. But if it's like right in the middle, it makes it for some juicy entertainment. Well, it should be pretty entertaining in the very last week of the season when the uh, the old battle by the lake between the Colony and Little Elm goes down. So those teams... uh, since I've been covering the colony, I don't really recall them playing the last game of the season. So that's kind of cool that their mm-hmm. big rivalry game is going to kind of wrap everything up. Um, did you cover that game last year? I can't remember the colony little one. I did. That was a pretty wild one. It was wild. Colony was kind of yeah. driving right and fumbled right in the red zone with a chance yeah, to win, right? Yeah, it was so back and forth and little on one by one. Yeah, I, I think, think they took a safety to make it a yeah. close game. It was 34-31. Little on had the ball deep in their own territory. Purposely took the safety yeah. to, for better field position, and then the colony just couldn't. Yeah, put it so um, the colony kind of had been getting the better of that series, um, but the last two years when they were in 14-5A, they split. And both of them were good games. I think mm-hmm. two years ago the colony won by seven, and last year obviously the little one won 34-33. So a really good mm-hmm. game. I think we should have another pretty good one here uh, this year, and. I don't know. I know you have pretty high expectations for Little Elm, so maybe there could be a little more on the line here than uh, than we're anticipating. <laughs> so, 
and obviously it's going to be a big game in terms of seeding and stuff. So that's one that I'm looking forward to, and then uh, maybe an outside shot. This could be if, depending on how Lone Star kind of materializes, could be a kind of a secondary district title type game. Mm -hmm. So I'm, right. I'm looking forward to this one a lot. Are you going to go into your you want me to predict right now? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm taking the Colony to win the district. I, I like pulling the trigger. I like their balance on both sides of the ball. I like their balance offensively. I like I, they should be able to throw the ball. They should definitely be able to run the ball. If their offensive line comes together, then I think they're going to be the best team in this district, and I, I'm going to pick them to win it. I'll take. That's uh, a hot take. I'll take Lone Star second, um, and then I'm going to go Little Elm third, and. I'll give the I'll give the edge to Wakeland for fourth ahead of Heritage. Um, not super familiar with these teams, but I'll I'll pick those as my four teams, and we'll we'll see how the other ones. Before I dive there. into the game to watch, I want to do my teams because <laughs> <laughs> throwing out some hot takes. You know, my hot take is I I think Little beats the Colony again for the second straight year, yeah. and they take second place in the district. Okay. Obviously, I'm got Lone Star. Uh, you know, barring anything crazy happening, they're going to win the district title. But I think it'll be Little Elm. And then the colony, and then Wakeland, but Heritage is going to be right there in the mix. You know, I, I've been saying it the last few weeks that, and that kind of leads me into uh, my game to watch between Wakeland and Heritage. You know, yeah. the very first game of the district season. I know I was just talking about how the first game and the last game are never the best, right? Um, or the, the most entertaining. You know, based off you know how the teams stand at that point. But you know, September twenty eighth, we get a huge district showdown right from the right from the get go uh, at FISD Memorial Stadium. I, I really think the winner of that game, albeit I, I believe it'll be Wakeland, you know, the winner of that game very well could be you know, fourth or even third yeah. in the district. So, and then from there, you know, Heritage, and then you have a bubble of, you know, Centennial, Liberty, and Independence right. somewhere in that mix to, to round things out. Absolutely. Well, I guess that will uh, just about wrap up our discussion of uh, 55A Division One football. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us this week uh, with Matt Welch gone. Uh, you'll be back under his care uh, next Monday for another edition of the Star Oak Media High School Sports Podcast. Uh, until then, um, for all three of us, we hope you have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all. StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.